بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن اسماء بنت ابي بكر الصديق رضي الله تعالى عنهما قالت قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا توكي فيوك عليك وفي روايه انفقي او انفحي او انضحي ولا تحصي فيحصي الله عليك ولا توعي فيوعي الله عليك متفق عليه Asma bint Abi Bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Asma is the sister of Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha Umul Mu'mineen She was the daughter of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Also the mother of Zubair bin Awam radiyallahu ta'ala anhu She narrates that on one occasion Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave her advice This advice is with regards to exhibiting generosity with regards to spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are amongst us those that do spend. However, what should be the mizaj or the temperament of that spending? The hadith is very brief but clearly the willingness to spend what our mindset and temperament should be with regards to spending is clearly illustrated in this hadith in the advice that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives to asma bint abi bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says to her do not withhold your wealth or else it will be withheld from you in another narration allah rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam says to her says to her anfiqi awinfahi awindhi these three words either illustrate some doubt from the narrator that either nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said anfiqi or he said awin or he said infahi or he said indhi the meaning of these three words is very similar allah rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said spend or give out or give away and don't count do not withhold by counting your wealth or else allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will withhold from you his great treasures and his reward wala tu'i fayu'illahu alayk do not withhold wealth or allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will withhold from you so the overall meaning of these advices that rasul pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave to asma bin dabi bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma is that when it comes to spending generally allah ta'ala tells us in the quran ash-shaytanu ya'idukum al-faqr shaytan will promise you that you are going to become poor so some people feel compelled to spend but they count and spend they are th- very thrifty when it comes to spending the hadith teaches us that don't be thrifty don't count spend openly like we find that expression of that bedouin who accepted islam when he was overwhelmed by the generosity of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he went to his people and he said aslimi that oh my people accept islam aslim fa inna muhammadan yu'ti ata'an man la yakhsha faqa fa in muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam i see a man who spends like one who does not 
fear poverty. In other words, he spends freely. The other narration which we heard earlier, some time back, where Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told one person that going to incur debt on my behalf when whatever he had had already been finished. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, out of concern, said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah ta'ala has not ordered you with that which is beyond your ability. Why are you incurring debt in order to spend on the poor? Nabiya Pak sallallahu became very upset at this apparent caution from Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu until the redness could be seen on the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So another sahabi said, Anfiq ya Rasulullah, wala taqsha min dhil arshi iqlala. That O Nabi of Allah, spend, 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 and do not fear any shortage from the owner of the arsh. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa became very happy, hatta ulifal bishr fi wajihi, until the happiness could be seen on the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, bihada umirtu, this is what Allah has ordered me. What has Allah ordered me? Anfiq wala taqsha min dhil arshi iqlala. Spend, don't fear any shortage from the owner of the arsh. So this is the advice that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives to Asma bin Abi Bakr. That don't count. Do not hoard your wealth. If you count in giving, similarly Allah Ta'ala will give you in limited measure. If you give openly, if you give freely, if you give generously, if you don't count, then the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be spent on you. Allah will open up upon you in the same manner in which you are spending on others. So the summary of the advice that do not be miserly in spending on a beggar or the reward that you will receive will be limited. What is your attitude, what is your temperament in the same way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with you. ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أنه سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول مثل البخيل والمنفق كمثل رجلين عليهما جنتان من حديد من ثديهما إلى تراقيهما فأما المنفق فلا ينفق إلا سبغت أو وفرت على جلده حتى تخفي بنانه وتعف أثره وأما البخيل فلا يريد أن ينفق شيئا إلا لزقت كل حلقة مكانها فهو يوسعها فلا تتسع متفق عليه. We find that very often in أحاديث رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم would teach us basic lessons of life and basic principles by way of examples. And we find that these examples which Rasulullah gave us as such, on the one hand they were very simple. The examples were such that the audience could relate to them. It would be practical things of life that the Sahaba Ikram were exposed to on the one hand. And on the other hand we find that there are many, many deep Lessons that could be learnt from the examples that Rasulullah gave in order to teach us these lessons. So we have to ponder over these examples. That what is Rasulullah saying in relation to the subject matter? And you find that like pearls, the more you ponder, the more, the more it would be opened up to us, the various deep 
inner meanings that are found in the examples that Rasulullah gave. So Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that he heard from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Mathalul bakhili wal munfiq. What is the example of on the one hand a person who is generous, spends in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compared to a bakhil, compared to a miserly person. Kamathari rajulain. Example is like two men that are wearing a steel armor from their upper chest to their collarbones. So Nabi Wasallam is describing a form of attire. Ulama Ikram say that when it comes to attire, he could have used the word jubba, he could have used the word robe. The example, in the example Nabi Wasallam could have described these two people to a person who is wearing a robe. But Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, instead of a robe, opts to give the example of a steel armor. And we can see as the similitude goes on, why this is the preferred choice. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that two men are wearing a steel armor from their upper chest to their collarbone. فَأَمَّا munfiq. Now what happens? That the one who spends in the way of Allah, the one who is a generous person, فَأَمَّا الْمُنْفِقْ فَلَا يُنْفِقْ إِلَّا سَبَغَتْ أَوْ وَفَرَتْ عَلَىٰ جِلْدِي حَتَّى تُخْفِيَ بَنَانَهُ وَتَعْفُ أَثَرَهُ When the generous person spends, the example is of a person whose armor stretches out over his body until it covers his nails and erases his footsteps. وَأَمَّا الْبَخِيلِ and when the miserly person intends to spend, فَلَا يُرِيدُ أَنْ يُنْفِقْ شَيْئًا When he intends to spend, لَزِقَتْ كُلُّ حَلْقَةٍ مَكَانَهَا فَهُوَ يُوَسِّعُهَا فَلَا تَتَّسِعَ When the miser intends to spend, every link of the armor remains firmly in place. He tries to loosen it, but it does not become loose. So what does this example mean? Example of the first person is a soldier whose armor expands over his body, allowing him to move freely against the enemy without fear. The second person's, the second person's armor remains confined to his chest, exposing the rest of his body to the enemy, whilst his hands are shackled to his neck. The lesson that we learn from this example is that a charitable person is comfortable and pleased to spend while a miser becomes annoyed and reluctant when it comes to spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the example at first, if you hear it the first time, may seem a little complicated. That is why I am repeating it. Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, one hand you have a person who is, a person who spends freely, who is generous. On the other hand you have a miserly person. Example of both is a person wearing a steel armor. The steel armor first covers the chest of this person up to his collarbone. The one who spends, whose mizaj is there of generosity, it is as if the steel armor stretches out over his entire body to such an extent that it goes beyond his fingernails also. It goes beyond his feet. His movement is free. In other words, his mizaj and temperament is open, it's generous. It's kind. And the effect of it is 
that he enjoys great blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are the blessings? First and foremost is freedom of movement. Secondly, as he moves, because his armor has stretched beyond his body, it removes, it wipes away his footprint. It wipes away, it erases any mark that he leaves behind. So what is the lesson? Sadaqa obliterates one's sins. Whatever guna, whatever sin a person has done, just as long robes dragging on the ground erases one's footsteps, in the same way, the gunas and sins which a person commits are wiped away through his sadaqa, through his charity. Second part of this example is that the armor covers his entire body. The generous person, the armor stretches out over his entire body. What, is, what does an armor signify for a soldier? An armor signifies protection. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect this person. Protect him from what? From bala, from calamities, from musibat, from difficulties, from trials, from tribulations. This is why we find in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna sadaqata tadfa'ul bala. That through sadaqa, through charity, bala, musibat is removed. So, freedom of movement, in other words, ease in his soul. Secondly, his footsteps are wiped away. In other words, the sins of a person who is generous, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipes it out. Thirdly, total complete protection from head to toe through that steel armor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove bala, will remove musibat, will remove calamities and hardship from a person spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like that, we can go on with different lessons that can be learned from this example. On the other hand, what is the converse meaning? The person has an armor, upper part of the chest, up to his collarbone, up to his hands. Now each time, if he is a miserly person, if he finds it hard to spend, if he has to fight with himself when he is spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the example is that each time he tries to move, the various parts of the armor start locking up upon him. It is hard for him. In other words, his movements are now restricted the rest of his body becomes exposed. How does a soldier on the battlefield fight if only his chest is covered? So in other words, the converse meaning is when a person is a miserly person, his movements are restricted, his chest is tight. He has a tight and a restricted existence in this, in this world. Secondly, his sins are not wiped away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very easily, the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directed towards a person who is miserly. Thirdly, bala, musibat, calamities, etc. very easily will befall a person who is miserly. Why? Because the divine <coughs> protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is removed from such a person. There are other aspects of this analogy, but we have run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue.